0: We're live, I'm Seb 3.0 wishing you happy holidays. 2023 was insane for Cosmos, but can the ecosystem keep up this momentum, break out of the crypto nerd niche, and attract more developers, products, liquidity, and users? So joining me to look back on 2023, of course, and make some predictions about what's next in store, I've, I've assembled a stellar panel here today. We have Farmer, who is my favorite Cosmos d and CEO of DeFi Dojo Validation. He represents the retail investor, all you little guys. Steven, the calculator guy, founder of DeFi Dojo. Cryptocito, which everybody knows. And Sam Hart, head of product and strategy at Skip. So what's coming up in 2024 for Cosmos? You gotta stay tuned to find out. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe, hit like button and Like this video to get notified when I go live every week and remember to stake with Interop Ventures. We're validating on Evmos, Quicksilver, and a few other networks, Osmosis. Cosmos in 2024, that's coming up next, right here on the Interop. GM, how's everybody doing?
1: Hello, hello, all good here. Good. All right. good. Morning. Thanks. Happy
2: to be here. Thanks, Seb.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for making for making it. I mean, um, doing a doing a podcast on December 29th uh, isn't always easy because like people are busy, they got family, they're traveling, and so um, you guys are really uh, you guys are really. You know, showing up here to do this, uh, so I appreciate it, and I think everybody who's watching here will appreciate it as well. So, yeah, I mean, how's, uh, how's everybody's holidays so far? Any uh, any interesting things happening, or what are your highlights for 2023? Anything you want to share?
1: I can maybe start. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the like eight weeks ago, I think the state of crypto was much different like everyone is still like mm, it's, you know thanksgiving christmas everything is going to be very very sad for us we all have to confront our families with this this crazy crypto year everything that happened but i think you know things things turn out um to to be quite well towards the end of the year i think especially cosmos like in the past couple of weeks i got a lot of inbound i'm sure all of you guys you know um a lot of people are now curious to learn like what's what's kind of the the next big cosmos play the next big cosmos narrative um and people are really doing their homework now on this whole app chain thesis i think cosmos is very unique in many things um so it's it's a bit more complex to understand there's not one base chain that you can invest all your money and kind of capture the whole ecosystem but um yeah i think there's a lot that's coming a lot of big launches i think celestia was one of the highlights also in the the past couple months and insane network um also Going to the moon right now so that that's nice but yeah the holidays i think for me being being chilled you know just just here my c2hq in dubai um nothing nothing too fancy just you know chilling and kind of recovering from from all the travels also it's been a lot this year but yeah uh. no, nothing
0: fancy about dubai nothing nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> in that in that shack of a town
1: the thing is, in dubai like you can you can obviously do like crazy fancy stuff and, you know, bling bling Lamborghinis and everything. But you can also live a very normal life here, right? And yeah. I'm just at home, like for, for Christmas, we just, you know, made some or ordered some food to just eat at home and stay in. And it's actually chill vibes here. So, yeah, I think you you know, who has not been here yet should definitely come visit. And maybe next year there's going to be plenty of reason to, to come here for Cosmos people. So who knows?
0: Ah dropping some alpha are we dropping some alpha here
1: <laughs> I don't know
0: all right well, we'll look out for that um yeah Sam how, how's uh how's your holidays going and um what are your highlights your 2023 highlights I mean this could be personal professional you know sort of ecosystem
3: yeah yeah I had a really nice Christmas I was mentioning before I, I went to Paris for a couple of days because my, my girlfriend was was there for work so we just stuck around and did some some very like cute things alone in the streets in paris um good place to be it was not super restful so i'm excited to actually get some you know get a get a break for a moment um yeah i mean hard to summarize 2023 um i just like macro it feels like uh most of the year was uh was kind of defined by like increasing like despair and like self-doubt you know um and then only in the last couple months a month or two of people like you know the markets picked up and um i had a lot of conversations with people uh, that this was like their first cycle and it was like very psychologically you know, challenging for them. Um, it was my, my first cycle where I was like, you just need to, to push through and like, go, you know, have, have some conviction. Um, so that was an interesting experience for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely, uh, definitely think things seem to be turning around and we'll, we'll definitely talk about that, but, uh, yeah, maybe Steven, uh, any, uh, any interesting highlights for you in 2023? I mean, you you you've you're a self-proclaimed yield man and uh, and wielder of a calculator. So what's what's your <laughs> yeah? I, I won't uh, say, on this
4: uh, self-proclaimed. It was Defi Dave from the Frax ecosystem who called me a truffle sniffer, but for yields, and I and I've adopted <laughs> uh, that name ever since. But it has been an incredible year in yields. So during the bear market, funding arbitrage sort of got us, you know, my community through. We were getting, you know, between like. 10 and 30 percent apr on delta neutral uh yield, and that was like the best thing ever we were so happy to be getting that because everyone was risk off you know people like uh, farmer were accumulating really really intelligently so well done him um great job on that but then last two months we see such an influx of volume and volume brings yield and yields have just been skyrocketing so like if you go into uh IBC, like I, Osmosis is a great example. When, what was it, the first airdrop? I think it was the the T airdrop was the really big one, brought so much volume to Osmosis that yields were just like popping off everywhere left and right. That was fantastic. So love to see volume, love to have high fee tiers when there's volume. Uh, right now, funding rates have also skyrocketed. So one of the things that people are doing that's really exciting is like funding rate arbitrage but not just that; it's delta neutral airdrop funding rate arbitrage. So it's like all of these fun components put together. So for people who are risk off or don't understand IBC yet, they can participate in all this great IBC stuff and also participate in like uh, the securitization of these chains by by delegating, while also you know being risk off if they want to be like. If me, I'm totally risk on. One hundred percent of my portfolio is is long right now because that's the the you know my current perspective. Uh, but for those who don't, you can get paid like literally, literally between 50 and hundred percent APR. I have a spoon, uh, 50 and hundred percent APR to be Delta neutral and be like staking your TS, staking your DYDX, staking your Atom, staking your Osmo. Um, well, Osmo, not quite so much anymore since lavana is going through a bit of a time right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yields have been great. It's been a really good time for strategists. And, uh, when, when those numbers go up, and when the asset number goes up i think we're all sort of happy
0: definitely risk on at the moment uh, also uh, i can uh i can definitely say that we're also very very risk on at the moment you know whether personally or with the fund um yeah farmer how about you how's defi for retail how's defi doing for retail right now
2: well i think um it's better than ever and uh Cosmos DeFi vision is coming together in the way that we've been talking about for years and hoping it would come together. You know, I think especially CTO, like over the last couple of years, has just been like, you know, building the bear market, stay positive, go to conferences, buy the bottom. And then like uh, it happened and it was perfect and it worked. And that was the right strategy and the right thing to do instead of uh, sort of getting mad at the world and yelling uh, on Twitter all day at people, you know um it didn't make a lot of sense so I think my highlights for 2024 uh I think injective is number one I think injective has been uh the strongest in the market uh for the entire year it's been up only and um I think that the shift from uh retail from injective to Injective's ecosystem is going to be one of the most exciting things in 2024 and then obviously uh, Celestia and Say um, say had a horrible launch. It seemed like uh, the community kind of turned on them and they weren't happy with the amount of airdrops they got or whatever it was. And um, I'm super happy to see them turn it around right now before the end of the year. It's looking great. Um, Osmosis had a crazy year. Um, it's really good to see them keep building and building on what they've switching from uh, to concentrated liquidity and done a lot of other like really stellar moves that are going to be incredible in the bull market that um, people weren't really paying attention to in the bear market um, and then dydx as well i think it's been incredible for the ecosystem uh, there's been a lot of fud lately about the unlocks and i think it's just a perfect uh, time to accumulate dydx and like Stephen was saying you can go, you could go on dydx and go delta neutral earn free dydx tokens stake them and then get USDC as staking rewards, and then go and use that to Delta neutral again. And it just creates this like DeFi infinity loop where you can just go on forever. Um, And so there's just incredible opportunities everywhere.
0: I concur, I concur, sirs. incredible well i mean uh, if i if can uh, on my side you know it's been a pretty eventful year as well like on a personal level but also in you know for, for professionally obviously like we uh we went all in interchain and launched interop ventures and announced the launch of that uh just a, a couple of weeks ago we're still fundraising uh and have started deploying capital in some early stage projects but you know also uh, in liquid tokens just because there's such an opportunity right now um, to to capitalize on on uh, the way the markets are heading. And so like, yeah, we're we're very bullish on the interchain ecosystem and who we've definitely felt you know, as we were sort of fundraising, you know, throughout the year, also increased interest in the interchain ecosystem, whether um, from the perspective of uh, Sort of OGs, right? Like investors within the space and investors outside the space. That uh, when I say the space, I mean like sort of the Interchain uh, or Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, a lot more interest for Cosmos, and people are definitely like paying attention. So it feels like twenty twenty four could be like a, a a pretty important moment for Cosmos. Um, and yeah, that's that's what we're betting on, right? I mean, that's 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 the whole that's the whole thesis uh, at Interop Ventures. So. I think- maybe yeah.
1: to add one one thing here, like what you really saw in the bear markets for the past two years i I think cosmos got specifically hit uh with the terra collapse right and u s t was the the main stable coin on, on osmosis right a lot of things were were affected from that, but I think it did two things one it kind of um has proven the the app chain thesis to work um and two it also kind of um redistributed the entire ecosystem, right? Because now you see a lot of these ex-Terra projects coming back as individual teams or individual chains, right? And I think yep. yeah, like you mentioned, Anna, um, they're going through through some, some things right now, but you have Mars Protocol, um, you have Terra itself, that's kind of, you know, re- repositioning itself um, and, and a lot more. Uh, Prism is, is launching soon. Um, White Whale, right? Like you have all these these smart teams um, being now fully IBC aligned and, and kind of uh, having their, their own kind of uh, vibes. And obviously Kojira, they've also been been killing it and have this full stack DeFi um, product suite, which is also really cool. And I think I remember like, I think it was just shortly after Terra collapsed. I, I think I did a Twitter spaces with uh, Billy, Billy Rennekamp, And also I think Jake was on there. And they were both like, man, we're actually kind of looking forward to a phase where the market enthusiasm and euphoria is kind of cooling off a little bit because that gives us time to build. And I think you have really seen this in Cosmos specifically. Um, I think also in Solana and other, Ethereum, of course, and, and many others, but I think specifically in Cosmos, you have a very, very strong ecosystem of builders and developers you know, that are just so committed. And they actually, I think, took the bear market to... To um, to advance, to to improve, to see how we can reposition ourselves, our chain, our tokenomics, right, and uh, also kind of anticipated what what's what's the next thing, and 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 then be there when when the bull market comes back, right? Um, I think there were also a couple of teams, maybe and, and projects that did not make it through the through the bear market. Obviously, financially, it's been insanely hard for I guess all of us to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think. That's kind of what you're seeing, right? And and Injective and Celestia, like them kind of pumping so hard, I think it's just also the result of the the builder spirit in Cosmos and, you know, the the hard work that's been done throughout the past two years um, paired with a lot of things, narrative and, you know, uh, VC relations and and all these kind of things. But it's, it's, it's good. I think Cosmos is coming out of this very, very strong as an ecosystem.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was I was uh, Went. I went back and listened to part of the episode we did last year, um, St- uh, S- Sam was there uh, and uh, we we were talking about things. So we and you know, we talked about obviously like privacy we were also I think at that point there was a lot of concern about regulation because FTX had just collapsed and, you know, Terra, etc. Um, we were talking about the app chain thesis and the modular thesis and whether or not those were complementary. Um, IBC expanding into into Ethereum and other ecosystems. You know, DYDX had just announced that they were gonna do their own app chain. Shared security was not live yet and sort of you know we're still reeling from the drama of Adam 2.0. Um, and Adam was at 10 bucks, uh, which you know is not that far away from where it, it is now. Uh, but just to kind of give a perspective on, you know, what we were discussing last year, I feel like 2023, like I'm, I'm writing a post right now um, that you know, we send out to to sort of our investors and our, our community. And, you know, it, the, the main thesis of, of, of this kind of like 2023 retrospective is that 2023 was a year of narrative validation. Like we, we validated all of the narratives that you know, we had been talking about from like 2022 and onwards. And... And those are you know, replicated security going live, um, getting a USDC stablecoin in the ecosystem, uh, DYDX launch and, and sort of validating the app chain uh, thesis and showing that app chains are actually useful for certain types of applications that require full control over the entire stack. You know, Celestia launching and perpetuating us into the, the modular era. Um, the DeFi ecosystem also, uh, becoming really mature and specifically, I think the UX component in DeFi. And so like the UX that we get in Cosmos DeFi, that's, you know, so, so incredibly amazing, you know, compared to some of the other ecosystems. And, you know, I'm thinking, for for instance, for instance, of Ethereum. Um, and so the, the, the sort of like competing with the sex level UX in, in DeFi. I think is like a narrative that that's been validated in 2023 as well. Um, so yeah, those are the things that that I've been thinking about. What are the other sort of narratives that, uh, you guys think, um, we've, uh, we validated in 2023 or, or are are there any other sort of notable things that come to mind?
2: I think I could talk from the retail perspective. Um, and I think that, you know, those of us who were here in kind of full-time Cosmos at the end of the last bear market, like Adam never broke out of its range against BTC. Uh, And like, although like we had some awesome, like Cosmos pumps, like Juno was cool and like, uh, osmosis and like, so a lot of cool things happened. It really felt like Cosmos never reached its like kind of full maturity, you know? And so I decided I'm going to spend the entire bear market on Cosmos. I think that will be the thing next year. And, I'm really surprised in the last two months to see the rotation from uh, Solana to Cosmos and how like Cosmos has become like the second biggest narrative, I think, in crypto culture. Uh, and so, like, I think that's, you know, in big part to like Seto and going on like a lot of the huge, like major shows and like putting all these like new awesome projects out there um and from the development community as well people seeing uh what is possible and what they can build in the app chain world and how good the ux is and how cheap the fees are and so i think we can just look forward like to an incredible 2024 uh from like a cultural narrative perspective and how many people are going to want to join the cosmos ecosystem and maybe like sam Sam, you, you would be able to talk about uh like how many new users came into Kepler? Like the day that Celestia launched, and all these different things. Uh, but it's it's been incredible.
3: Yeah, I mean, I only have like a vibes based understanding of how many new users, but it was uh, it was a, a massive wave, like orders of magnitude um, increase in in volume and like new new wallets. Um, I had a couple couple other things. Um, one this was like the year of bad kids uh, like we actually yeah also got yeah. out nft and and there was kind of like a i don't know bad kids did a lot of work kind of like carrying the ecosystem spiritually i think um and and it actually kind of broke out of cosmos itself you know like a bunch of the flashbots people got cosmos and like lido folks got cosmos uh, or bad kids and nft BFPs. Um. So that was really cool. Um, I I have interacted a whole bunch with like Ethereum researchers in the EF, and like, uh, there. This is this was a year where like there was some tacit acknowledgement that like Ethereum was adopting the Cosmos like architecture. Um, So I, I heard on numerous occasions like. You know, it the best ideas in Ethereum like are just taken from Cosmos, you know, so that could be cast in like a pejorative light, but at the same time, like it does kind of substantiate Cosmos as like this thought, you know, community of, of thought leadership. Um and I also have like a couple call outs so that I think Cito, you've done an incredible job speaking to maybe a slightly more mainstream audience. Um, I, I'm super thankful for um, a bunch of the Blockworks folks who just took like a a personal interest. Like that's the only way I can describe it. They're just like they got kind of nerd sniped by Cosmos and then started covering it more, and I think that that had like a, a lot of knock on effects.
0: Yeah. Your, your episode with uh, Ethan there was, was really great. I listened to it recently.
3: Um, yeah, so that just kind of helped to put Cosmos back in the narrative, particularly in like a technical and investor community. Um, and yeah. And then you you already mentioned some of the, the kind of premier launches that, that I think were really key. Like I, I was particularly kind of behind the scenes with, um, with Celestia and, and DIDX doing a lot of stuff with them. So um that was really nice to see just very professional uh, high profile launches, you know, both of which I would say went went quite well. And there was a lot of like the ecosystem is hanging on these these kind of working out. So um it really took a village to to launch those protocols.
0: Sito, Stephen, do you guys have anything to add on this topic? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, you, you brought it up, like um, kind of addressing a wider audience, and, and thanks for for the uh, kind words there. Um, I mean, I, I, first of all, I, I was super nervous when I got on the crypto banter. I, like, there were like six thousand people like watching uh, live, so that, that was there was um, a big big audience. Um, but yeah, I think you know the, the thing I, what I noticed is when I talk to like non Cosmos native people is they don't care too much about like the details about the, the you know the depths of cosmos. And I think one challenge for for cosmonauts um, mostly, I you know what I see is that we, we sometimes think get get too much carried away from from the technology. And and I think that makes it so robust and resilient in the long term. But I think short term, crypto people just like flashy stuff, right? And I think you saw recently the the meme coin season. Um, you know, even in Cosmos now, we have—I I don't know—I I lost count, but we have a lot of meme coins now in Cosmos as well. Um, but yeah, I think you know, we, we we need to like maybe for 2024 kind of bridge a little bit more kind of the 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 gap between the core technology and this excitement and and fundamentalism that we have from the developer community um, to kind of address also the retail audience, right? And I feel like now it's much much stronger than than last year when we talked. I think last year we all still also had major PTSD from, from the whole Terra uh, stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we, we need more of this. You know, we, we, we need to be more out there. Um, we, we need to do stuff like other ecosystems are doing, like Solana, for instance. Um, Solana has a program called Super Team, And I think that's something we can just literally apply for Cosmos, right? Superteam is basically a platform where... Anybody can do kind of micro tasks, whether that's like translating stuff into different languages, whether that's hosting small meetups in, in you know, in, in your city, or even ordering uh, pizza with friends. Like they literally have a pizza fund where you can get 200 bucks and you can, you know, get 10 people together and talk about Solana. Like that's that's what they're having, and I think that's a major success factor of Solana, um, which is obviously foundation backed, and and they obviously have hundreds of millions to to kind of fund these things but i think something like that like to to kind of realign a little bit um the community growth uh, on a global scale i also think you know next year uh, Cosmos should go on a on a bit of a tour a global tour where we have physical events around the world i, I think we're, we're we're kind of on track right like sub you're you're doing stuff um with nibbler summits um you also do ca- kind of like these smaller meetups um, and i think this is severely uh, underrated and undervalued Um, we need more of this we need to double down on this uh, for next year um, because other ecosystems are doing it Um, and if you know if if we're not doing it those are in the end of the just onboarding funnels for for investors retail community users developers right and you really need to pick them up in their city in their town right at their university host workshops get get them you know educated about the basics so that they can come in Um, Because that's also been a big learning for me in the past three years, kind of covering the ecosystem, talking to all the developers. Like, there's this strong core ecosystem of builders and teams that have been around for a long time. But for new builders, especially if they're not crypto native, they have a very hard time getting into Cosmos because there's just no one to talk to, right? There's not one organization that runs a show that uh, helps people to get onboarded, to navigate. Oh, you, you... you're qualified for whatever XYZ. Um getting getting funding is is still kind of tough and and challenging and and complex and not as transparent and clear as in other ecosystems. So I think that's that's maybe one thing where Cosmos could really grow 10x faster next year if we had kind of this this more aligned approach to how do we onboard new developers and just a re you know grow the retail community. So
0: yeah. Yeah, on, on know, that yeah. note, I just saw Vitalik just posted an article or I guess yesterday, which is make Ethereum Cypherpunk again, which basically argues that Ethereum should should go the other direction, uh, I guess. Um Yeah, I, I think I I agree on the sentiment that you know um Cosmos needs to be less nerd snipey and more uh attractive to you know, regular users and like people that want to use DeFi, people that want to use bad kids that want to like collect cool NFTs, etc. I-, I feel like we're getting there. And I think one of the, I think there's like a couple of things that um, really help here. One, you know, Osmosis I think is doing a great job at uh, building a- an incredible experience around DeFi and they want to push that even further with their, their whole like account abstraction, you um, uh, push that that Sunny announced that at CosmoVerse, I'm like super excited about being able to use that, and I think that that will uh, allow a lot of people to come into the space. Um, and then integrating with all of the great DeFi applications on um, on Osmosis, you know, whether that's Lavana or Margined, or I guess Mars isn't quite there anymore. Or at some point, we'll be on Neutron, but. But I wonder if the other ecosystems, right, like Neutron, Kajira, and Injective, will also have this you know, very user-friendly kind of like um, UX and experience-focused uh, approach. So I think that that will be like a big factor in terms of like bringing uh, new users in. Um, and yeah, Stargaze bullish on Stargaze as well from from this pr- perspective. Um, in terms of um attracting you know people to uh utilize like some of the great nfts there and specifically like bad kids i think is we already mentioned this but um is uh is a a great sort of like cultural meme uh, in the space um you know are there any like i'd like to maybe talk a little bit about maybe getting the nitty-gritty here a little bit because like last year we we didn't have the AZ yet, and we certainly didn't have replicated security. Um, those are now live. Now, there's been a little bit of you know drama this year around the Cosmos Hub, um, specifically the recent drama around you know Prop eight five eight and and all that ensued after that. Um, and I mentioned earlier that like the Atom price hasn't really budged a whole lot uh, compared to some of the other coins in the ecosystem that like recently have. Really picked up. Um, You what? What I'd like to get a a sense of uh, what is all of your perspective on um, on the hub and you know is it out of the water uh, or out of the woods in terms of you know some of the uh, some of the fears that perhaps you know had we had in the ecosystem last year around atom utility and like you know hub. Uh, utility lo- long term um, yeah, what are your thoughts here?
4: So uh, I, I kind of want to talk about the, the last thing the, the DeFi that leads into this so as someone sure. who sort of comes from EVM land and has a large community that that loves EVM sort of protocols and even does some Solana stuff uh, when I come over to, to IBC it's to see like, I expect to have similar, uh, similar experiences and you don't, like IBC protocols operate in different ways, so the sort of uh, account abstraction thing we're talking about on Osmosis, the tech is phenomenal. The user experience is, is probably going to be suboptimal because people won't be familiar with it. It won't be super easy. One of the best things that, that happened for IBC this year, I think, was Squid Router. It made it so easy to come in, into Osmosis and know what you were doing. Before that, like, you had to use Axlar, and sometimes you'd have to like, convert to an Axlar token first, then go over and then convert back to something else, and that wasn't super intuitive. Squid Router has been phenomenal, for my community and at least, because now is they know, amazing. okay, I can go to Ar- from Arbitrum... <laughs> osmosis directly so easy uh, as opposed to like take adam from a central exchange bring it to your kepler wallet deposit it convert it into something else like that was you know maybe two years ago with osmosis uh, so i think osmosis has has this really really great potential to be effectively like or just a real chain with a bunch of different protocols on it you already see you know uh, quasar is built on top of it levon is built on top of it hopefully levon makes a comeback uh mars is currently has a hub there Boomi's coming. So like we have this robust sort of chain now that people will will f- be familiar with, people who operate on like Solana where all the apps exist, Arbitrum, Optimism, whatever it is. Uh, then you have other chains that just like are sort of like struggling to gain like relevance because they're either a single a single protocol chain and no one wants to go to a, a chain for one protocol. Uh, or maybe there's like four or five protocols. So this is also why I think Farm was talking about Injective being interesting. Injective is no longer going to be just like a perpdex chain it's going to be this robust chain they're going to have what is it dojo swap coming out and being like this real actual uh swapping mechanism one of the things that drew people at least me as a strategist to to ibc and this is sort of like touching on your most recent question was the arbitrage opportunity that came from the liquid stake derivatives uh that exist in ibc so arbitraging st adam arbitraging st osmo arbitraging you know the q assets right now have phenomenal arbitrage opportunities Though so we don't know when unsticking is going to happen, we'll see. Uh, supposed to be by the end of this quarter. They have three days to do it. Don't think that's going to happen, but hopefully Q1, right? <laughs> so, there, are, everything always gets pushed back and, and down the road and down the road in and, and IBC world. And that's just like that's just DeFi. So, arbitrageability has been affected by like the, the havening because now there is this. Before, let's just say ST Atom was depegged by two uh, percent, right? And you can you can arbitrage that, which means buy a 2% DPEG, and then on and it takes 24 to, it's taking 30 days right now because uh, whatever. So you, you can arbitrage that over a month. That's two times 12, that's 24% APR. That wasn't super competitive against 20% APR. But now the arbitrage opportunity is super competitive against the base staking rate, which means these assets, these LSTs, should, be, should start to see better pegs, better parity. Uh, if people are really smart, at least. People should be arbitraging instead of holding because now the opportunity is twice as good. So, I do think like there's some some tailwinds there. We should have better peg maintenance, which means less uh, less hmm, spurious liquidations on platforms like Umi and Mars, where people are depositing their LSTs and trying to leverage that up because it's a, a totally reasonable thing to do. It's a very, very popular strategy on Solana, a very popular strategy in EVM land, which is take your LST, collateralize it, debor- de- de- borrow the um, the like primitive for it. so deposit SD atom, borrow atom, convert, deposit. And loop that to get a leveraged staking yield, you can't really do that in IBC because the peg is just not reliable. And so hopefully this uh new incentives for arbitrage and you know, the I think the hub is gonna be depositing like nine hundred thousand dollars into SD Adam liquidity soon, or like $9 million of SD Adam liquidity soon. Hopefully that will also help with the peg maintenance. But uh so yeah, I, I do think the halving has been good for peg maintenance. I guess is like my my short answer there which should be good for other protocols and composability of these assets?
3: Um, yeah, there's a couple things I want to comment on there. W- one is, um, I mean, a, something that I worked on for like a year plus was the liquid staking module. And um, I haven't, I, I've actually been a little bit surprised it hasn't taken off more than it. Uh, you don't actually see as much liquid staking assets as, as I would have anticipated. Um, I think this year we should, we, you need to kind of like create some kind of DeFi feedback loop in order to, to actually like draw out liquid-staked assets. So I, I would expect that to, to happen more this year. I'd hope that it would happen more this year. Um, the A big thing that I worked on this year was um, wallet support like metamask support um i worked with basically all the the main cosmos wallets to to plug in the skip api which um is basically like also covers ethereum onboarding bitcoin onboarding um and like the kepler swap the leap swap the metamask swap is like skip in the background um that is going to get 10x better this year, hopefully. I mean, the reliability of IBC, the speed at which you can onboard from Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, I've also done a whole bunch of work on account abstraction and like chain abstraction stuff that is kind of in the pipeline in the SDK. So the type of account abstraction that you're talking about in osmosis should be available to every single chain. uh, by the end of next year, I've, um, there we're kind of on a path so that, like, if you have the if you have assets somewhere, you'll be able to pay somewhere else, and you'll be able to just kind of instantly onboard deposit funds into an app. You don't have to like you don't actually have to use something like Squid or whatever. Like you you just you just start using an application draw assets in um, so you just go to osmosis or you go to mars or you go to whatever and then like you have assets somewhere they're in your wallet that you just start you just start playing with it in the application so that's kind of the experience that um that i envision that i, I think we have a, a very clear path towards um, but it's going to be the better part of the year to, to roll that out
0: And uh, yeah, I mean that 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 that's great. I mean, I, I I'm I'm all for, and I am really looking forward to having better UX around just being able to you know, use tokens in a way that you know where you can use any sort of token in, in, in any sort of application, and you know the the sort of swaps happen in the background, and and users are not you know sort of confused about what tokens to use in what application. Um, I, i'm i'm curious to get your thoughts on 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 the whole like uh a z uh cosmos hub uh well i guess like state of a z and cosmos hub like where where do you feel um things are heading there and you know th- does does the hub continue to remain relevant from here or yeah
3: um I, I have no special authority here, so um, but my I, I think the how Adam wins is actually extremely clear. Um, you basically pick the core elements of Adam two and just run with it. Um, but the, the main thing is that Adam doesn't need utility; it is just a meme coin. But it's a meme coin that is able to uh kind of judiciously deploy capital into different different like DeFi communities so that you induce demand um so that you have that same phenomenon that Stephen was talking about like you need adam to be the, the base asset for the DeFi ecosystem it's all that you need to do um and then just but how do we get there
0: demand. i mean this is this is a question for everyone i mean yeah you know, i had sunny on recently and uh, he he has this he, he's he's i guess a strong proponent of this idea that you know adam is a meme coin and I think we all sort of agree here that like adam uh is 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 the meme coin of the of the uh of the cosmos ecosystem and the meme that it, the the meme that it's carrying is this idea of like strong governance and very decentralized governance and like Sunny was on the podcast and he was saying okay well what we need to do is we need to like we need to run with this to the extent that like ETH ran with ETH's money, and like the Atom um, governance-backed money meme is something the entire ecosystem needs to get behind and sort of like shill to the entire world, so that Atom can become a really strong capital asset uh, as collateral in all of DeFi, um, and 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 furthermore, like differentiate itself from other uh, other sort of like ecosystem uh, platforms, right? Like really be a, a, really play into that governance backed money aspect in order to properly differentiate itself from Ethereum and and other things. Cause right now, I mean, replicated security, like all these sort of features are sort of like replicating what other ecosystems and things like like Eigenlayer, et cetera, are, are, are doing. So like as an ecosystem, how do we really push this narrative forward and and, and, and make it so strong that like Adam pops off as we all would love the it. to.
3: concept that Zaki, um, put out is approximately correct. Um, basically you just, DeFi protocols want Adam liquidity. i talked to projects all, all day and they actually want to import Adam into their platform. They, they just don't have a mechanism to do it. Um, so you need to create that marketplace. Um, you know, it, if it were me, I would, um, I would mint a shit ton of Atom and put it into the community pool that you can be used to deploy, but that was highly unpopular. Um, the, what is governance, what is the superpower of governance, like of a governed money? Is that you can do deficit spending, like you can actually in, instrumentalize your monetary policy to uh, to take risk, um, and that's mm-hmm. something that seems to be incomprehensible to most atom holders to be honest.
2: Uh, I think I can talk to this from like a, a retail perspective, and I actually don't. So I know like at Cosmoverse, Seb, you and I talked and you came away like super bullish on AEZ. And then uh, I kind of came away kind of bearish on AEZ. Um, But then I think within the last 30 days, you've seen the Neutron narrative like kick in and actually become something. And so like to go back to what Stephen was talking about earlier you have all these like l1s out there that don't have any traction because there's nothing built on top of them there's nothing you can do with it there's nothing like exciting to play with or uh, there's nothing there's no like exciting airdrops to farm or whatever it is so i think i think adam's big narrative should be uh, neutron and then noble usdc who's already brought like 65 million dollars into the ecosystem in the last 30 days huge and- and then Stride, who is uh, also just been like absolutely killing it. So I, I hate to disagree with Sonny because he's someone who I uh, respect a lot and think uh, is much smarter than I am. But I think that from a retail perspective, the narrative should be like, look at all these incredible things that are being built in the atom economic zone. Look who's backing Neutron. Look at the success of Circle backing Noble. Uh, and also the success that Stride's done already. And so I think the narrative is, what are the exciting things being built in the AEZ that people can actually touch and play with uh, in 2024? Uh,
1: I I, I think I I agree with that. I think the AEZ is is still going to be a a big uh, narrative and a big part. I think lending the noble kind of migration and like pushing that over the finish line is going to be very important for Atom to succeed, but like I say, also I think neutron is super strong. Stride is extremely strong, and that also means both their teams are aligned with Atom, right? And it's also in their interest that Atom succeeds and is secure, which also means it has a higher market cap, right? Um, I also think too, to Sam's point with the with the mint, I think you know Atom Treasury got a generous uh, NTRN outdrop, which is I think worth currently around four million atoms, so f- around forty-five million US dollars or something crazy like that. So I think that, that that was nice. Um, I also think yeah, there's a lot of um proposals that passed with, with the P team and also the osmosis um kind of liquidity that that was uh, given out for, for DeFi. So fostering Atom's role as interchain capital. I think what you guys are building a time with, and um, you know, maybe you can share some some alpha there, uh, happy to learn. Um, I think that's gonna also be a key element for Atom. But I think, so that's, I think like on the fundamental side and the AEZ, I think another side is kind of the the whole tokenomics stuff, right? And I think when the proposal passed, um, 848, I think it was, um, the Atom Halving proposal, you literally saw, like, on the minute when it passed, there was, like, a 5 6% or 10% pump in Atom, right? And you don't really usually see that. But it means, like, you know, it, it, it kind of did something. I mean, some people also exited. They didn't like that. But also, it kind of brought in a new kind of wave of people. Um, and I think there there's probably going to be more proposals. Um, maybe, like, removing the floor, I think, is the next one. And... Um, Making the the uh, inflation uh, change rate uh, making that faster so the the inflation can can adjust faster, um, and then also effort capitals proposals he's been working on I, I think those are coming up next. We'll we saw the atom alignment treasury proposal coming up, um, and um, much more that would generate revenue for atom. I think that's also going to be a big driver. But those are like pumpamentals, right? Those are like we need to get inflation down. We need to increase on-chain revenue, and I think that's also what retail people like, right? Like we want to get get away from, from inflationary incentives um, and, and more towards this real yield um, accrual. And I think in a bear market, you haven't really seen anything. you know, Neutron Stride, they kind of launched in a bear market. Um, so that was not, I think we haven't really started yet. I think it's just starting now. And yeah, we're, we're going to see also how these economic models are, are being refined. Um, I also think this is a dynamic and moving process, right? If you look at, for example, Polkadot, they had their, their parachain slot auction model, which they're now abandoning uh, and turning into this core time sales model. Um, also, their canary network thesis. I think, you know, earlier we talked about how, how the bear market has proven Cosmos, the, the app chain thesis and everything. And I think for other ecosystems, they have more fundamental issues to kind of overwork and kind of, re, you know, re, re, rebuild their, their co- kind of whole assumptions that they're built on. And I think in Cosmos, uh, you have the opposite. Uh, It's more about figuring out economics. Um, But I think Atom specifically is in a position where it's this leaderless token, um, but it still has survived um, the bear market. If you think back 2018, 19 in that bear market, you had all the promising L1s like EOS, NEM, NEO, right? And in the bear market, it just faded away, right? They're kind of irrelevant right now. Like they're on page two on CoinGecko. Atom is still a top thirty coin. I think that's that's not bad. Um, so I, I think yeah, Atom is still going to be around. And like Sunny's saying, I think this this governance money. I think we just need a better like word for it. I think governance is not as kind of attractive as a word, you know. So we need something more flashy, you know. We need something that that sticks more, like ultrasound money on on Ethereum. We we need something like that. We just need to come up with something. So that's all.
0: I mean, if we can come up with something, I'll, I'll, I'll pump that narrative all the way to the bank with you, man. You know, we just need to, we need to do what the bankless guys did, you know, just like pump that narrative until, until, uh, until Adam pumps with it.
4: This makes me think of like the, the, uh, mid curve meme, you know, you have like left curve, right curve and mid curve, uh, the left curve meme, which is like, you know, me for the most part, when I'm looking at just narratives like what is what is what is adam okay adam is the cosmos token uh cosmos uh tia did really good osmosis is big tvl is growing okay that's why adam goes up right it's it's as simple as that i just look i say adam is cosmos is cosmos doing good or is cosmos doing bad cosmos is doing good oh cool i want to buy adam because adam is cosmos like it's very very left curve but i imagine most of retail like that's their thinking they're not thinking well, what? And if they are, they're probably like mid curving it. Cause like the right curve is like looking at governance, following proposals, really understanding the tokenomics. Where is the money moving to? What's the next best tech? And like that's such a small portion of people. Really, at that on the right curve, you're probably having personal conversations with institutional investors and things like that. So I think left curve is just like, Adam is Cosmos. How is Cosmos doing? And like, make people think that Cosmos is doing good. Injective, big new chain coming apps airdrop farming miles doucher i hope i'm saying his last name right he's actually a really great guy he's been really helpful to me when i lost my twitter account but miles did a great post on like the injective airdrop the t airdrop the we have uh recently we had um i love tyke meta he's a a big fan of him great guy You you talk to him yeah uh you talked to him recently so Tyki is like he's coming into IBC. Why is he coming into IBC? What has interested this guy who's always been an EVM farmer to come into IBC when you like thought IBC was effectively dead? It's airdrop farming. It's Celestia. It's this whole narrative of like, well, okay, IBC is the airdrop, uh, is the airdrop ecosystem. It's where you go and you stake and like good things happen, right? So like that's a very very ba- hey Tyki, you're here. Uh, it's a very very basic narrative that's attractive. Um, so like, I think we need these basic, attractive, easy to digest narratives that we can just like pump out and, and that'll be what attracts retail. If you want to attract like larger, more nuanced institutional investors, go far right curve, get a little bit fancier, talk about governance proposals, talk about this governance backed money. Uh, and then, you know, I think, I think that's the way to go. That's just my
1: opinion. At, at point, it's the airdrop the money of Cosmos. That's what it is
4: airdrop backed money
1: (laughs) by real airdrops but I mean I also think like it kind of is right and like until now I mean all these communities that's always also been the the kind of the role of Atom right is bootstrapping new communities and new token holder bases right Uh, Osmo Juno, Stars more recently TIA now we you know for staking TIA we get more airdrops uh, I think the dimension airdrop is also gonna go for Atom stakers and for TI stakers. So it's like, uh, this never stops. And at, you know, Cosmos as this app chain ecosystem, there's always going to be new chains, always going to be new tokens. And who do you, who, who do you give it to them? If, uh, who do you give your new token to um, if if you wanna capture the, the broader general Cosmos audience, right? Because I think you also see like mo- most of these, these app chains out there, they're like starting to have their own flavors, their own community vibe um but atom is kind of this neutral maybe not like fully credibly neutral but i think a sufficiently neutral chain in cosmos that's kind of there to provide services to other chains in cosmos and not to to um to dominate one specific niche or a category so yeah i think that adrop narrative is still is still big in 2024
3: i mean if if you're bullish on the airdrop narrative i i'm not but if you are like the community needs to do some work to convince people who are going to be performing airdrops that they should be airdropping to liquid-staked atom holders because that is not the norm right now and basically cosmos DeFi and receiving an airdrop or in competition with one another. So we're not kind of at the correct market structure right now to to achieve both.
4: But, you know, Stride uh, is working on this. I had a call with them earlier this week and they were saying like, they're really pushing to get like that first big airdrop airdrop to like ST Atom or ST Osmo holders because once they have foot in the door, once they have like precedent, that tells other airdrop holders, hey, this is the way to do it. And for good reason. Oh. So I wanna see like the very first, very successful ST Adam DeFi airdrop uh, happen. And then I think like, we'll start seeing this pick up momentum. Uh, this will this will breathe new life into uh, LST DeFi, which is a large, large portion of DeFi, um, especially in like IBC land where everything has a liquid stake derivative. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed on that. You know, we have milk tea. I would love to see milk tea in some way benefit from airdrops because tea is like this, this giant of, of airdrop assumptions. Uh, same thing with uh, stdydx coming out so uh, yeah sam i couldn't agree more
1: i think ntrn was given to st atom holders right neutron they did a they didn't typically what
3: happens is they will give it to um they'll do like a proportional thing Mm -hmm. based on the amount of capital staked um and if they do that and actually Deliver it to, uh, to one of the liquid sticking addresses. Then, you know, Stride can like redistribute it. But oftentimes, uh, basically, at ST Atom holders will get the, the short stick because um, they have like a single address. So it really depends on how the airdrop is constructed. And and so, yeah, it needs to be more socialization of like how to. Actually incentivize liquid staked asset holders who are who are really like the the more active community. Um, if you want users, these are these are kind of like the, the leading edge right?
4: Yeah, this is a, a huge issue. The uh, the question that Jay Ald asked, which is how do you determine who should get an airdrop for for having an lst? You can't just like airdrop to random lst holders because at any point in time, people could try to game that system. Uh, so my assumption is you'd want to have it like other DeFi ecosystems where there's like either a de facto or explicit point system where you're measuring some sort of user interactions with the chain, user interactions with the, the token, user interactions with DeFi protocols to see, OK, this person has shown like uh, either like good faith actions with the token. They've been LPing it for, for a month. They've been like collateralizing it on Mars or on, on UMI. They've been doing things with it for X amount of time or an X amount of ways or for with X amount of volume. Ah, uh, they should qualify for this airdrop. It, it It really can't just be they have the token at this specific snapshot. Let's throw them a bunch of money uh, because that can be kind of dangerous and game, and not really sort of the spirit of what we're looking for with people participating in in like the security of the blockchains and governance.
0: yeah, I think we need better tools to do this too, right? I mean, I, I think one of the things that i've I've seen people trying to trying to build and you know with varying degrees of success is is a a sort of CRM type sy- system for blockchain addresses, right? Where you can look at an, you can look at a, a, you know addresses on a chain. You can see which users have been performing like such and such actions, whether that's pr- pr- participating in governance, uh, participating in DeFi, uh, and then you know have sort of metrics to uh, allocate airdrops. And I think like if we were, if we had better tools to do that, it would make it easier for um, or new protocols to like issue airdrops based on the criteria and the the kind of like types of user actions that they want to uh, reward um, by 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 doing the airdrop. Um, so what um, what opportunities are are, are big things? Um, well, I guess maybe maybe this is something we haven't talked about yet, but like. Where are the biggest gaps in areas of the ecosystem that we need to improve? Like where, where did the Cosmos ecosystem sort of fall short uh, last year, and uh, where are you hoping that um, that they improve, that that we improve over the next over the next twelve months? Oh,
1: I'm am I, I'm mute. Um, yeah, I can go first. I think we talked earlier a bit about uh, UX. I think that's one thing where Cosmos can still do a lot better. Uh, I think people that don't know what IBC is, they get completely lost with like going back and forth from different chains. And like, it's just too hard for like people that are not used to it. Um, I think also recently we saw with, with this whole bad kids seem uh, going, going viral and people in Solana now also trying out Kepler for the first time and trying to get their bed kits. NFT, I think, yeah, th- this has shown that like, there's still a lot of upside and it's for us cosmonauts, I think it's easy because we're used to it for a long time. But yeah, stuff like uh, IBC fun and uh, squid, uh, I think that's that's definitely very, very helpful um, to just not um, shock people when they interact for the first time with with Cosmos. So I think that's, that's the first one UX and there's a lot of upside still. Like I said earlier, really, I think, you know, for me, obviously, I'm very on the community side and and content and, and I believe a lot in like physical events. I think, you know, we, we've been traveling for the past couple of years, obviously, w- with Cosmoverse, but also around the world. And I've always been traveling my life, but I think now since I'm, you know, doing Cosmoverse and everything, um, more so than ever, I, I try to see like, you know, what what crypto projects are mostly known in the city that I'm in right now. Right. And like we're, for example, in, in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, and people don't know about Cosmos. We were in Thailand, we were in um, in Indonesia, like South, Southeast Asia as a whole region. Um, that's a massive opportunity, but there's barely any initiatives for, for onboarding developers, talent, right? And every place is just different, right? There's different cultures, different languages, different levels of how how involved are they? How much have they engaged with crypto? Uh, what's kind of their level where they're at, right? There's crypto hubs and there's also crypto greenfields. fields. Um, Argentina, one of the biggest, most important crypto markets right now. Um, Polkadot is really big there. Cosmos, not yet, right? There, There's a couple of Cosmonauts, but we need to like push hard on that. Um, in the U.S., I think there's a couple of good hubs. Um, I think in New York, there's a, a couple uh, teams and people, and, and they meet up frequently. But I think for 2024, it's also kind of my mission, um, both in the virtual world, like with content, you know, trying to branch out, do more collaborations and content with with other more generic kind of content creators, but also just in the physical world, really like catering it to to a local audience. I think that's a big puzzle on how we can how we can grow Cosmos next year.
0: Yeah, you're doing a fantastic job there. I mean, I think like you know, Cosmoverse as a conference a- attracts, admittedly, like more of the more of the developer and sort of insider crowd. Although there are a lot, you know, I met I met like lots of people at Cosmoverse that were maybe not so technical or not so much in the weeds. Um, and but but yeah, meetups. I think meetups is like highly underrated, and and also is a lot of work, right? Like it's it's a lot of work to put on an event, but like to put on meetups. And here's the thing, like if if you talk if you look at say Celestia or, or or some other ecosystems, like I mean Celestia, they're they're really encouraging, you know, members of the community to uh host meetups. Like we just had a Celestia meetup here in Paris. Some of it was kind of, you know, funded or you know, they Celestia helped out with a bit of the a bit of the expenses for that, but uh, and I think they sent some swag or whatever. But really, it's it's the the community that's putting on these meetups and organically putting on the meetups. Cosmos doesn't have that. Cosmos doesn't have you know the the ICF or maybe like uh, AA DAO, uh, at least as far as I know, uh, funding or helping folks in a systemic way, right? In a sort of like structured way. Uh, I know that they, they give out grants and stuff and stuff like that. But like in a more um, yeah, in a more systemic way to organize organize meetups, and I think if if we had that, you know, people would be encouraged and feel empowered to organize meetups everywhere. We wouldn't have to have like Cito organizing all of them. You know, he's <laughs> you got yeah, you got content to produce too. You know,
1: <laughs> we're gonna fix yeah. this next year. We have a plan. Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, definitely, this is something you could do, right? I mean, you 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 could uh, also sort of help and empower people to to organize meetups right, with the reach that you have.
1: Yeah, no, One I think for us, is, is, think big... yeah, Sam, sorry, just,
3: just very quickly, that Cosmos doesn't have like a front door, for which, which I think is a big, big issue. Yeah, like, you don't know where to go. You don't know where to start. Um, and uh, I don't know, just it, I think some some focal point um, that's just like literally here's how to bridge from Cosmos like with your or Solana or Bitcoin or whatever. Just like here's how you get in. Here's like the main apps. Not all of them, just like a couple to get you started. Um, You know, download a wallet. Uh, They're just the absolute basics. Um, There's like no place to to access this information. Um, You you have to like search for it individually or like just know something already in order to kind of bootstrap into the into the system.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna make
4: a video like this week or next week, uh, unless Tyke's already gonna do it, or Cito. Uh Where's Liam? This was just his thing back in the day. Uh, but yeah, like this should be easy: an intro to, to to IBC, an intro to Cosmos, like how to onboard into Kepler, how to open up an LP in Osmosis, how to put a position in the money market, and then how to how to stake some things to participate in airdrops. Like I think like those basic things uh, should should be enough for most people to to start getting active and understand you know, what you're doing, maybe like how to do some, some IBC, uh, movement between chains as well.
0: That's a great idea. I mean, if you guys do one, I'll do one as well. That way we have, we, we cover more, more SEO traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um,
4: and for other parts go check check. Yeah, uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know how to, you know, send your tokens over to Lavana, watch this video. No, that, that I mean, I think I think this is, these are all great points. Uh, Far, Farmer, you've been quiet for there for a while. Do you have anything to, to yeah add I, think, here?
2: Uh, I mean, I think everything you all said was spot on. Um, and I onboard a lot of friends who have been trading crypto for a long time, who are like not uh, chain native, to like start staking and start uh, understanding DeFi. Um, and everybody's nervous. Everybody's scared. Everyone thinks they're gonna lose yep. their funds. So like the message that I would like to see come out is it's Cosmos. Transactions are free. You can put $25 on chain and I can show you how to like stake 30 protocols and enter 25 DeFi positions. You know, it's like, it doesn't take, it's not like EVM or AVAX where like everything you do, you know, you mess up and it's a $200 transaction. It's like everything in Cosmos is free. Download a wallet, fund it with 50 bucks and just start clicking buttons. And it's like, you've got nothing to lose. You can learn everything you need to learn. And then, you know, go back and watch all the old uh, Cito videos and Liam videos. And, you know, there's, and as well as your subs, it's like, there's, there's tutorials everywhere. There's tons to learn and tons to do. And um, I know like uh, 42 is supposed to be coming out this week. It's supposed to be sort of this like dashboard for uh, all of Cosmos. So like, maybe that'll take off and be that Sam is talking about. Uh, But even if it's not, someone else is going to, so that's, that's my perspective. I think the message should be, it's free to use, like go and try it, you know?
0: Yeah, Sam, maybe, maybe you, you have some insights here, but um, you know, when you were saying that like Cosmos doesn't have a front door, I think this, this also touches on, on Cito's point from earlier around like Solana and how community, Uh, awareness and business development is sort of, you know, centralized and like in an entity. And I think like Avax, Avalanche is like another good good example here. And this is something we've talked about here on the podcast as well, right? It's like there is no front door for Cosmos. There is no one entity that, you know, does outward facing business development, um, helps uh, sort of shepherd people around the ecosystem and makes introductions. And like when... Uh, when the ICF went through, and I guess is still going some, some internal uh, restructuring, um, You know, I had Brian uh, on the podcast, and we talked about like, the role that the ICF could play here. And I think that you know, the ambition there and the idea was for the ICF to play a little bit of more of an active role here. So far, I don't think that's been the case, or at least I think they're still sort of trying to figure that out. Do, do you think that the, you know, you spent a lot of time there. Do you think that the ICF is well positioned to play this role or, you know, should it be another entity or like other, or should it be more decentralized by having like different entry points that, you know, maybe handle business development or grant funding or, you know, other, other aspects that people might be interested in?
3: Yeah. I, I don't have super high hopes for the ICF being like a communications leader. Um, I think it's going to continue to like fund some of the core development and little else, to be honest. Um, the just the way that the Cosmos ecosystem is structured, the just looks a lot different. Um, and we should kind of use that. We should play to our strengths. Like the, the fact that there's no front door means that somebody can make the front door, um, and that can that can be an incredibly valuable property. Um, there's money to be made there. You can speak to a specific audience. Like um, I think project like 42 could speak to a, a very sophisticated DeFi audience that wants to get involved and have kind of aggregation over a lot of different protocols. Um, Cito, you know, you speak to a very different audience. That's like uh, that is maybe more kind of organic retail that. You know, in uh, in Southeast Asia or Argentina, like like th- these are like uh, captive markets that like don't don't have a, a point of entry, and so people can build that. Um, there's there's a lot that can be done there. Um, yeah, I I also think that the um, There can potentially be many front doors because like there isn't a singular singular source of truth. Um, so that that could be a, a kind of multiplier effect if it's actually like leveraged properly.
1: Yeah, I also don't think that the ICF necessarily needs to be like a become like a communications leader. I think they they just need to like Allocate funding a bit more wisely, I guess, and, and more transparent. But I think also they are working on it, and I think Brian is is doing the best he can. Um, so yeah, let, let's see. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we should bet everything on the ICF fixing everything, um, but I think they can definitely help a lot because they have three hundred million dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, you know, building front doors. I think is great because once you're in Cosmos, I think this is very unique to Cosmos. I think you're there's a very warm welcome right and there are so many people that are willing to help i remember when i got into cosmos um jack Zemplein actually kind of you know went on a call with me and i had no followers back then um maybe two or three thousand so he kind of took the time and just walked me through and explained me what is ibc that was before ibc went live and i felt like this is crazy like if i made a tweet about i don't know cardano or Polkadot. I don't think a core engineer would reach out to me and you know, offer to kind of walk me through. And so I think what we really just need to build is this front door, just leave it open and people will come in. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of people that will help, right? Uh, there's going to be a lot more content creators, right? Like Seb, yourself and Steven and what I do and what many others are doing. And I hope we, we will have a lot more content creators uh, in the next bull run because that really, really helps. Um, yeah, I also see uh, Steven is onboarding right now, someone in the, in the, in the chat, um, but if you can see it, right? Like people are asking for tutorials, like hands-on stuff, because maybe they heard something about Cosmos on Twitter or on YouTube, but now what, like how do you get started, right? And I think both for, that counts both for retail community members and, and investors or users, as well as for developers and actual builders, right? They, they also need to be, to be guided and, and directed to, to talk to the right people. Um and I think that's really the missing piece because once you're in I don't think there's a, a way out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think one of the things that I see coming is well that the cosmos becomes um the, the the cosmos narrative right the cosmos um Hmm, how do I put this? Yeah, I, I think that I think that the Cosmos stack will continue to uh, spread in all of all of the ecosystem, right? With, like whether that's Celestia or like EigenLayer, I'm very much looking forward to having like a Cosmos SDK um, backed by restaking, you know, IBC. All these technologies are going to continue to be super relevant. And Sam, like this is something you guys talked about on the Blockworks episode, but I think like Cosmos the brand that you don't need to associate to Cosmos the brand, right? And and one analogy I often use is Linux. You know, Linux is a really powerful brand. Lots of operating systems, Linux distributions, um, have chosen to kind of, you know, be aligned with that brand. But a lot of operating systems also use the Linux stack are absolutely not aligned with that brand, like Apple, uh, Android, you know, uh, most of the software and like TVs and embedded devices that use Linux don't align with that brand necessarily. And I think with Cosmos, it's, we're, we're going to start seeing that also play out where the Cosmos brand will be mostly aligned with like the Cosmos hub, the Atom economic zone and chains and applications that drive value to Atom or highly associate to Atom. And then other applications are are going to be using Cosmos Stack, uh, Cosmos technology, the Cosmos Stack, IBC, Cosmos SDK, Cosmos, et etc. But not necessarily aligning with the brand, and that's okay. You know, and we still like that's still a win for this technology, and it's still a win for users of DeFi that get to use tech that really works, that's easy to use, that uh, is fast, uh, that's cheap, right? With like low transaction fees, etc. So that that's something that, that I see coming and that, you know, with regards to the, the interchain narrative, I think is is something we should all keep in mind.
2: Yeah, I think uh, this is something that uh, Jack Zamplin talks about all the time is that, you know, the end game for Cosmos and IBC is that um, everything is abstracted away and you're using like a beautiful Web2 front end and you have no idea that crypto is even happening in the background. Uh, and that's how mainstream adoption happens. Um, so that, that's my perspective as well. I think like um, Cosmos and the way it's designed and the way the whole stack is designed is more set up for that than any other ecosystem. The, the, the interoperability, uh, the speed of transactions, the finality time, uh, these are things that can be abstracted away in the background and then you're just left with like a nice Web 2 experience and have no idea you're even using crypto.
0: I think we could all stand behind that idea. Um, so yeah, before we wrap up here, any uh, any final thoughts y'all wanna share uh, before we uh, close it up for this year?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, Cosmos has survived the bear market. I think we can capture that. I think we're actually coming out very, very strong of this bear market. Uh, for those that have been at events this year or even at, at Cosmoverse, um, we had the the highest attendance this year. Uh, I think it was a, a bit of a different vibe. It was, I think, more like builders-driven, and you know, a lot of workshops, a lot of sessions and meetings. Um, we we also got sunny bullish on Atom again, so that's that's also a big win. Uh, I think overall, like, yeah, Cosmos coming out strong. I think next year is going to be a lot of big narratives around Cosmos, around IBC branching out into Solana, into Ethereum. I think. You know, Celestia is going to have its its season also with airdrops. Um, there's going to be a lot of exciting projects launching: Eclipse, Movement, um, Dimension, uh, a lot more than that. But um, those those are big ones. Um, then, yeah, I think you know there there's also big launches. Uh, I think Saga is going to be one that that can also maybe capture some of the gaming kind of narrative because that's totally under under right now in Cosmos. Um, also, very bullish on what Passage is building. I think that fits into what Farmer just said. It's like passage are building these these virtual worlds, and people don't really actually know they're interacting with anything—cosmos, crypto, blockchain, right? It's just like something that people can use that's fun, right? Also, the Strange Clan game and those kind of things. Um, I think Babylon is going to be very interesting as well. Kind of this this Bitcoin staking and, and leveraging Bitcoin security to to secure other chains as well. Um, and bear chain, I think, is also going to be a big, big uh, driver to to drive more awareness and drag more developers into Cosmos. So I think those are the three big launches I'm looking forward to. I think there's going to be a big airdrop season next year as well. I, I think Sam is bearish on airdrops. I'm very bullish on airdrops, um, but I think it's going to be very, very like we had a big airdrop season I think in the last cycle, like 2021. But I think this was just a teaser. That was just test nets. I think next year airdrops we're going to go on mainnet there's going to be a lot of big airdrops um so i think that's also going to you know be a big catalyst um and yeah um i think you know a lot of og cosmos chains are also going to come back like a cash network that's not necessarily like a finance use case but yeah uh, stargaze nfts i mean the, the whole ecosystem like th- there's so much traction right now and i think it's all boiling up for a promising 2024 which all of course depends on macro and you know how is bitcoin performing is the etf going to go through or are they rugging us last minute who knows um there's a lot of stuff that we can't uh, predict but overall I'm, i'm i'm bullish i'm always bullish you know that so that's my final words long
4: term it's usually better to be bullish than than bearish almost under every time frame uh should we answer john's question i think it's kind of a good one he says, Go for name an IBC chain that you think has the most upside potential from where it sits today. Steve, would that be like bear chain for you? What, what do you think? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even sit today, I guess. So it's... Uh...
1: I think it would be... It should be one that's currently live. So I don't know. I mean, I would say like one that's live, I think that's severely under, undervalued. And once Cosmos pops in front of everyone's eyeballs, I think people are going to look for, okay, what's the what's the open scene cosmos what's the big nft marketplace so i think i think stargaze is really under undervalued right now um obviously not not giving financial advice so don't don't want people to ape in but i think stargaze is really a project like a prime cosmos example strong team core cosmonauts been around for many years survived the bear market strong culture strong community bad kids nfts they're just killing it left and right so i think stargaze would be would be one um, but there's stargaze, no one.
0: St- like the, the hub should should just buy stargaze and stargaze should become part <laughs> of like az i think i think that would be a huge win for stargaze you yeah. know
4: from Farmers, what do you think I know you're like narrative yeah. uh narrative type thinker uh
2: i think uh as far as like undervalued unknown i like uh Omniflix and passage i think would be like my sleepers for um I think like most of the retail investing and most of the people I interact with on Twitter are either in Europe or uh, the US. And I don't think people are understanding uh, how many people are devouring content in South Asia. And so I think like as OmniFlix moves into those markets, uh, it could just onboard millions and millions of users and billions of users. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked on those.
1: Very bullish. Sam, what do
0: you think?
3: I mean, I'm pretty much the worst at predicting these things, but like there's a huge opportunity for Adam. Like it is not it is not really recovered fully. Um major investors I think have been kind of exiting for quite a while now. And That's like pretty much dissipated. So uh is if Adam can kind of get a shit together, there's like a massive opportunity there. Um, Agreed. so much stuff that I'm excited for though. Um, I, I'm working with a bunch of projects that are that are not out yet, um, that I think are just yeah, really like big unlocks for the ecosystem. Babylon I think is is gonna be really interesting to kind of like access the, the Bitcoin ecosystem in a, in a new way. Um, I'm very excited for privacy projects, Penumbra and Nomada, um, just highly ideologically aligned with what they're building. Um, yeah, it's kind of where my heads up.
0: Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Wawa, I think Wawa's going to pump and it's going to become huge, bigger than bonk, bigger than Dogecoin
1: all like when cosmos starts flying like as an ecosystem and whether that's atom or tia or say or whatever that are like just doing crazy crazy uh run-ups people are going to ask okay what's the what's the meme coin in cosmos uh, like you need to have in, right like bonked it for for solana so i think yeah Huawei is, is also an interesting one and i also think what's important is is to always remember like the crypto tide always rises with every cycle right and i think last last cycle that it peaked out at like three trillion or something total market cap. Yeah, I think next cycle peak we could reach ten to twelve trillion maybe or even more than that. Um, so the, the valuations always get more like higher and higher, right? And and more absurd that you can imagine right now. So I think there is a lot of opportunities right now. I think now is a great time to position um, yourself for for the next bull run. Obviously, you know, know what you're buying do your research don't blindly ape into stuff you don't know what it does what it is um but yeah I think now now it's it's kind of this pre bull run you know we're still coming out of the woods I think if you look at the prices, I mean even Solana is still down like 60 70 percent from the all-time highs right so it's still far away from all-time highs um, besides injective they just do their own thing but the rest is um is still very 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 Far away, and once we start crossing that line into price discovery, then it's like the real bull run that starts. I think we haven't seen anything yet, so
0: we ain't seen nothing yet dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that song all right well we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. uh thanks so much for coming on guys It's been uh really fun. I think we've got lots of different perspectives here uh, that our audience will appreciate and hopefully get everybody bear, bullish uh, for 2024. I forgot what year I was in for a second there. Uh, yeah, for 2024, get everybody really, really bullish on uh, on the interchain. Stephen, you're muted. <laughs>
4: Sorry, I was gonna say no one, no one talked about Somalia or quasar. At least gotta throw like some some uh, some credit to the two biggest vault chains uh, in IBC.
0: Absolutely, yeah, great products. Um, also, I think huge catalysts for bringing people into crypto and and uh, understanding LPing, or at least like being able to leverage LPing uh, in, in a much more streamlined and, and user friendly way. Shout out to to those two teams, uh, great guys! Thanks so much. Have a great New Year's. Uh, stay safe, and we'll see you next year. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thank you, sir.